This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Hi, and welcome back. Today, I am talking to a brilliant business owner, one of our Clever Bunch members, and just an amazing human, Will Centurion. And we are talking about the importance of not making marketing all about you. Also, how to specialize without limiting yourself. And Will is sharing his favorite advice, which is about staying in your own lane. I'm so excited to share Will's wisdom with you right now. Hey, Will, thank you so much for joining us today on this show. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a pleasure. I'm really excited to talk to you because you obviously specialize in working with actors, singers, Mm -hmm dancers and right now this is a very difficult time for for this industry obviously so I'm really curious to see how you're helping people in this industry and also just any of your advice every time that we interact and see you in our program you are always so positive and (laughs) and giving and caring and thoughtful so I thought maybe we can tap into your secret wisdom a little bit here so first up you're so welcome let's talk Let's start strong. And I'd love to know from you, what is some of the best advice you have ever been given? Okay. So I guess um, just a few quotes um, that sum up the best advice that I've been given. One is don't make it about you. So in business, don't make it about you. Make it about the customer. It's something that's taken me a long time to to learn and understand Um, in all of the campaigns that I've done, the communication, the emails, the phone calls. It's not about me. Even my website layout and all the content on my website, it's not about me. So that's been um, a really valuable piece of advice. Make it about the customer, identify the needs and try to add value to the situation. Um, The other one is to specialize in but not be limited to. So something that I've learned in my time so far with Basic Bananas is that I came in originally thinking that, okay, I'm, I'm just a counselor and I'm just a life coach and I run a private practice and I've got to do a little bit of marketing for that. And it's quite limiting. So I'm starting to understand to open the boundaries a bit more. I'm starting to understand to implement all different kinds of services and products that I wouldn't normally think about a counselor and a coach providing, but, um, you know, it's, I'm the author that holds the pen. So I actually get to write the story and design whatever I want. So as I've gone on, um, you know, I've expanded my, my services and also my network. So it was now, it's now specializing in actors, singers, dancers, but not limited to. <laughs> so I also look after athletes and I also look after a little bit of corporate and um, yeah, just making sure that I don't stick, stay in a box. Um, and the other one is last but not least to use the art of asking. Um, my partner is constantly reminding me if you don't ask the question, you're not going to get the answer. So use the art of asking, ask for help, ask for support, ask for ideas, ask for resources. Um, the more communication that you have, the more that you can fill in the blanks, the more likely you're going to succeed. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I love all these three points. I do want to quickly clarify and get some examples. So the first one, don't make it about you, make it about the customers. And 
also don't limit yourself with so with your audience you obviously you specialize so you mm -hmm. specialize in in a certain industry because that's also your background so you know exactly how these people feel what they go through what they need and mm -hmm. that's still on your marketing pieces that is still your dominant message but then you also attract other people from other industries and that's okay yeah is that how you mean yeah and so it's it's the smallest changes in languages in language so it used to be sort of it's about actors, singers, dancers, and now it's more about creative minds. Yes. So what I do is I have a service that supports creative minds and creative minds basically encompasses everybody. <laughs> yeah. But um, you still would attract more of that demographic, right? The actors, yes. Dancers. Yeah. Yes, yes. So um, I've kind of become the go-to place for people within the performing arts community, but I'm also getting <clears throat> a lot of other people approaching me because of, that rewording or because of, you know, um, opening it up to creative minds and anyone who, you know, um, is in an industry that has to use creativity. So that's been really, really helpful. Great. And then when it comes to specializing in and, and offering a certain product, so counseling, coaching, and then you said, but you also started to realize there are other things that you could offer depending on people's needs. Yep. What are some of these things that you have added to your suite <laughs> of offerings? Well, it's, this, this year has been crazy. So I, I, I've come up with a whole bunch of services. I created um, two mental health programs that are in two of the top performing arts schools in Australia. So they basically provide um, coaching and, and mental health uh, education. So that's not something that I initially considered as a counselor and a life coach with a private practice, but it's something that I have um, come up with and implemented. Um, I run a quarterly goal setting session for free where people come to and I give them strategies on goal setting for quarters throughout the year. Um, I've started a coaching group that meets um, every week for four weeks um, I've created Coping with COVID-19 as creative workshops. I've um, created workshops for teachers. Um, I've created workshops for corporate. Um, yeah, you know, I've created teacher toolkits um, to give them resources and strategies to um, help support the mental health of their students. So it's just getting broader and broader. Mm -hmm. And um, as we spoke of before, I'm actually looking at creating an app so you know when you think of a counselor and a life coach with a private practice you don't really think of an app but um i'm creating i would love to create an app that students have on their phones so that they can have access to resources and check in with themselves and and um you know seek support when they need to yeah yeah which is definitely not something that you see a lot of coaches have so this is a really good differentiator and i mean where are your audience they are on the phone they, they yeah. use the phone because they're often out and about tell us a little bit about your journey as a business owner just before we came online here you told me that you were performing for a year you lived for a year in switzerland in zurich yeah. Performing. Yeah. What, what is your background and and then how did you suddenly get into business you're obviously a very creative mind yeah so i'm sure there were a lot of challenges along the way too do you want to share a little bit about the ups the downs what did you learn yeah so I basically worked as a music theatre performer for 20 years. Um, I think eight, eight of those years were abroad and um, the rest of the time was here in Australia. So I was based in Germany. I travelled all of Europe. Uh, I lived in Switzerland for a year. Uh, I got to do quite a lot. 
in that time overseas, um, always, you know, in musicals or, or choreographing or doing freelance work and whatnot. And then I came back to Australia and uh, obviously I toured nationally in shows like Aladdin, The Lion King, A Chorus Line, West Side Story and whatnot. Uh, but I think I got to a point where the effort and the reward were no longer in balance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not an easy industry to be in. There's a lot of sacrifices that you have to make. There's a big toll that it takes on your mental health and on your emotional health. And I found myself tipping into a place of unhappiness. And so I realized that I needed to make a change. And I kind of wanted to do that by my hand rather than that decision being made for me. So I didn't want to arrive at a place where I was no longer booking work or I was becoming bitter and jaded and frustrated. So I went and I I sought out some psychological support to sort of help me with that transition. And that introduced me to counselling and life coaching. And I went and I studied a Bachelor of Counselling Coaching at ACAP. And I graduated about three years ago now with that degree and I did my last show at the Sydney Opera House. I took my final bow. And basically the next day I sent out, um, you know, a post on Facebook saying uh, I'd like to introduce this new business, this new venture that I'm going into. And, you know, uh, I hope that it can become a place of support for performers around Australia. And the, the feedback that I got was unbelievable. It was incredible. And I think that helped make that transition smooth because I felt like I had a sense of purpose and I felt like there was a lot of passion and engagement in what I was going to do next. And so I moved to Melbourne and I started um, my counselling and life coaching business. I got a private practice in Paran. And since then, I've been expanding and just growing more and more. So I've been operating as, as myself for probably about 16 months now. Yeah. That is a very brave move, obviously, to go from being a creative performer, music, dance, choreography, to now suddenly sitting down with people and helping them through some of the most challenging times. Yeah. What, what, I mean, what were some of your lessons along that journey or challenges? One of the, I mean, and I'm quite a, 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 um, you know, transparent person. So I had a lot of issues with anxiety, depression and imposter syndrome. And I think because of that, um, I've had, I've got a lot of empathy and I've got a lot of understanding for people who go through emotional and psychological challenges. So it felt like a natural progression for me to move into something that supported performers and something that, um, you know, looked into mental health as well. Uh, I guess Going to becoming a business person and, and running my own business has brought up a lot of imposter syndrome. Again, I've had to work through a lot of that. Like even today doing this podcast recording, um, my imposter syndrome levels are through the roof because I don't necessarily consider myself a, a master or skilled at what I do. Um, I've spent most of my life as a dancer. Now suddenly I'm talking to you as a businessman. And so there's, there's a lot of challenges that come with that because I've got to remind myself to not listen to those flooding thoughts that I'm not good enough and I don't have what it takes and I don't know what I'm talking about and just do the work. So um, being able to sort of self-regulate and just do the work and support people and be creative and design and be happy and passionate about what I do makes me fulfilled and allows me to 
live a full potential. Yeah, and you know, the, the thing that stands out for me here and that I feel is such an important lesson also for our listeners and viewers is just your vulnerability also and, and being honest about your, you know, how you feel and, and having anxiety or f- having the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. People can connect with that. It, it, mm-hmm. it means like, oh, okay, you know, he knows what it feels like. So it's, you can help people deal with it. And I think that's probably part of your success when it also comes to growing your practice and your marketing is just this vulnerability mm-hmm. and honesty because those are usually the best marketing campaigns. So talking marketing now, because mm-hmm. this show is obviously a lot about marketing and helping people come up with different campaigns. What are some of your best marketing campaigns that you have done over the last few months of even working together? For me, it's been about listening listening to what the customer wants and fulfilling that need. So uh, let's look at, for example, um, this COVID-19 crisis that we're experiencing in Melbourne. There are a lot of people that are disconnected. So they're disconnected to purpose, they're disconnected to hope, they're disconnected to structure, they're disconnected to their creativity. They've even become disconnected to their goals. So listening to that and trying to fill that gap with campaigns like quarterly um, goal setting sessions, um, coaching groups that help people create goals and action goals, you know, um, I guess seminars that help people um, design and maintain healthy habits and work through imposter syndrome and create accountability. Like all of those have been really, really successful. How I kicked that off was by copying an email from Basic Bananas Um, (laughs) so I hope I don't get sued but um, I remember receiving an email that kind of had what the upcoming events were and I thought wow this would be so wonderful just to send to everyone on my database you know these two exciting events that I've created and and that are coming up and I can't tell you how much it worked like a treat Um, you know people became aware of the quarterly goal setting session and, and the coaching group and People attended both. I converted people from the goal setting session into the coaching group. So just giving them that um, uh, platform and fulfilling their needs, not mine, was a, a pathway to success with a marketing campaign. Yeah, there are so many things here that, that I'd love to highlight for our listeners. So one, just a clarification, also your goal setting once there was a there were some free sessions too for people to try right before they then joined one of your paid programs. Yeah. Absolutely. So 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 that's been very important for me when I first kicked off. When I first kicked off right at the beginning of this journey, I offered a free um, mental health group session and a mm-hmm. free life coaching session, mm-hmm. and I had. Uh, through Eventbrite and whatnot, and I had people come to that, and that helped them create a relationship with me first. Mm-hmm. And from that, a lot of those converted into face-to-face sessions. And so I used that formula again, and I offered a free quarterly goal-setting session to introduce myself, to give people tips and strategies, and and get them interested in in motivation and in achievement and from that a lot of people converted into my coaching group so it's it's always about um incentives and it's about you know providing them adding value and providing them um some familiarity first before 
asking for money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so these are some of the highlights that I would love to highlight for this weather highlights because you highlight them for our listeners. So one that you keep coming back to is leading with value. Yep. So is providing value and whether that is offering the goal setting or a, a coaching session, leading with value. And then if they obviously love you, then they can choose to work with you. The mm-hmm. other one is adjusting your offering. So you might have started with offering free coaching sessions. And now because we're going through COVID, you realize that people listening, as you said, mm-hmm. people need they don't know what's going on and how do I even stay focused? How do I set goals? So you adjusted your mm-hmm. offering to that. Yeah. And then the other third one is the weekly. Are you doing them weekly now, those messages or just every now and then the what's coming ahead? You know, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love to start doing that weekly and I'll definitely work towards that. At the moment, it's just um, getting them ready for events but, uh, but I definitely, you know, some ongoing, now that I've, I've started to build a bit of a following, I think some ongoing um, information and just a continued check-in and, and a continued offering value, of course, is going to help the business tenfold. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It would be really lovely if you could make this as part of your weekly or fortnightly. My practice. <laughs> yes, yes part of my practice. <laughs> Yes, make it part of your practice. We always put a, I just put a thing in, in our calendars when we need to do something on a regular basis. Now, the last question I have for you is, if you could only share one tip with fellow business owners, what would you tell them? I know one is not that much, but what, would, what comes to mind first up? I, this is, I, I'm so glad you asked this. So uh, I don't know if I've penned this term or not, but it's become notorious for when I host seminars and group sessions and whatnot, but I love to say to people, stay in your own lane. That the most important thing about business is to stay in your own lane. It is your timeline. It is your process. It is your approach. Do not compare your journey to anybody else's. Do not compare your products to anybody else's or your service to anybody else's. Sure. You can borrow strengths from others. That's, that's always helpful. But, but wanting to imitate or, or comparing to or feeling as though you have to do what they do is a disservice to your creativity and to your power. So staying in your own lane, vibrating as, as much as you can in your lane, creating as much as you can in your lane is the pathway to your full potential. And when you're um, authentic and it's coming from a congruent place, um, then it's going to lead you somewhere great. That's such good advice. And, and I'm sure that advice is also helpful for your artists, you know, because I think a lot of the comparing is the cause of not mm-hmm. being amazing or having the imposter syndrome. So staying it, in your mind. It's tough because, you know, like I follow my mentors on social media and whatnot, and, and I'm human too. So there are moments where, I might look at their achievements or I might look at a campaign that they've gotten. Why aren't I doing that? And I wish I was doing that and look how quickly they're traveling, you know, look at their pace. And as soon as I do that, I have to just remind myself that I'm on, not on their journey. I'm on mine. And so, you know, I've got my own timeline and my own process of learning and my own process of discovery and implementing action. And so I've just got to stay true to that and, um, and allow it to be organic. Right. 
Thank you so much, Will, that this was so helpful. And I'm sure our listeners are going to get so much value from this time that we shared. If people want to check you out and, and look at your offering, what's the best place? Where should we send them? So now I've learned that you send people to your website. <laughs> so people can check out mrwillcenturion.com. Um, thanks to Basic Bananas, um, my website is schmick. It's very um, clear, concise. I actually had somebody say, I had a client say to me yesterday in the session, the reason that I booked you was because of how easy and clear and crisp your website is. Um, and so basically I know now that I've, I've got something that's, you know, got a bit of um, uh, weight to it. So that's great. So please check out Mr. Will centurion.com and if you need any support use the help desk from basic bananas because it's been honestly a godsend <laughs> yeah it's been really amazing to have you in our community too and we will also add the link to your website in the show notes and thank you again thank you for being so caring and giving and sharing your gifts with the world and for everything you're doing it it just we need more people like that so i really appreciate you thank, thank you. you thank you so much to get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.